Today, we've got an eight-figure Amazon seller slash seven-figure Walmart seller back on the show who's gonna have a little bit different kind of episode. We're gonna talk a lot about how as entrepreneurs, maybe we can take a hobby of ours and turn it into an alternate income stream as well as how he's launched on TikTok Shop. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you browsing a Shopify, Walmart, Etsy, Alibaba, or Pinterest page, and maybe you see a cool product that you want to get some more data on? Well, while you're on those pages, you can actually use the Helium 10 Chrome extension, Demand Analyzer, to get instant data about what's happening on Amazon for those keywords on these other websites. Or maybe you want to then follow up and get an actual supplier quote from a company on Alibaba.com in order to see if you can get this product produced. You can do that also with the Helium 10 Demand Analyzer. Both of these are part of the Helium 10 Chrome extension, which you can download for free at h10.me forward slash extension. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got back on the show for the second time a very, very serious seller here, uh, Eugene. Eugene, how's it going, man? Hi, what's up, Bradley? Doing very well. Glad to be back. All right, so so guys, Eugene has sold, you know, multiple eight figures uh, on Amazon, seven figures on Walmart. If you want to get his full backstory, uh, you're going to want to go to episode 306. All right, so h10.me forward slash 306 to get a lot of, you know, how he, you know, grew up and and what his parents wanted them to do and then the kind of direction that he went to. Quite, quite an interesting story. We're not going to go too much there, but, you know, that that was almost a couple of years ago. Now it's like pulling teeth to get Eugene to come on podcast. He, he he's so humble and he doesn't like. Uh, oh, I don't have much to say. I'm like, dude, you sold hundred million dollars, few three hundred million dollars online. Uh, anything you say is is interesting. So so finally we got him back after two years. Eugene on the show. Welcome back. And how how are things been going with you? Things are good. Things are good and happy to be back. Uh, lots of changes to update you on. Cool, cool. Now. Right off the bat, l- l- let's just talk about, you know, on the business side of things, numbers, just, you know, raw numbers, you know, you know, 2021, we were still kind of in, in COVID and things and, and 2023 at the end here, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, things have changed better, worse, whatever the case is. How are your numbers on Amazon and Walmart compared to uh, a couple of years ago? So I think last time when we first last spoke on the episode, uh, I projected, I think 18 million and we were pretty much right there. Uh, at the end of the year. Um, so it wasn't, it, it was kind of, it wasn't surprising. Like we kind of, kind of forecasted 18 to 20 and we fell into the lower tier of that. Uh, but we hit our target. So we were happy with that we hit it. Okay, cool. And, and so how, you know, is, would you say Walmart and Amazon have grown at a, uh, or stayed around the same uh, amount or have both been increasing, uh, you know, in a similar way, different ways? Well, how's the trajectory been? Actually, Walmart got worse for us. Uh, Amazon is the one that increased. Uh, Walmart, the spread got even wider, which we're, I mean, it's, it's something that we continue to, to to bash our heads over. And we're trying to still crack the code, but it went down. Yeah, which is, yeah, which stinks. And now we're going to get maybe into, you know, s- some strategies uh, that you can share with us that you or your team is doing on the business side. But I, I want to, you know, take a step back and go outside, completely outside of the business side right now. Uh, this wasn't a big focus of mine 
when I had you on the podcast two years ago. But if you if you've listened to the podcast any time in the last year, you'll see that I, I ask almost every guest like, hey, what do you do to take yourself out of the business as far as for uh, you know hobbies and as far as you know health routine and et cetera. So let's start. I, I know a lot of what your hobbies are. So let me start on the part that I don't know about. What are you doing to stay physically fit, healthy? You know, like you seem like you're a pretty fit person when I see you. So, you, you know, you're not just sitting in front of a computer eating junk food all day. Do, do you do the gym or, or do you walk or what are you doing to stay fit? Uh, unfortunately, or admittedly, I, I don't really do too much physical activity right now because of because of my hobbies and, and, and the work. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, e- eating healthy. Uh, well, try to. Um, but uh, th- there's not much. Like, there's not much, uh, like, I don't go to the gym too much anymore. Uh, I knew I help out with my kids' sports. They're, they're in football and soccer. So that keeps me pretty active, I guess. That's probably okay. my yeah. main source of exercise. And uh, what what else are you doing, you know, uh, for, for hobbies? You like, like I know I know you're big on Lego and stuff, you know, with the family. Like, are you still doing projects like that or what else? Le- Lego, actually, uh, if you want to buy some, I have a lot for sale. But uh, Lego, I didn't fully quit, but, but I am downsizing that. Because uh, I just don't have time for it. I, I do a lot of. Uh, surprisingly, I mentioned this also when I was at Selling Scale. Uh, sports cards, right? I, I had my mm-hmm. eyes on that that business model, and good or bad for me, whenever I get involved with something, I, I always look for the business angle, right? Not not about money per se. Uh, it just it just like finding the passion in it and, and sports cards. Uh, not hold sport hold card. on, hold that thought. I'm going to share my screen. Of uh, something that I was involved in yes, uh, yesterday here. Oh no! Now, now, just explain like kind of like what's going on. Th- these are your hands uh, we're looking at in the in this video oh, right geez. here, and you're opening up these pack of cards. I see your name right here. You drips. Yep. You drips. Yep. My name. So, so this is a this was a live Facebook. Exp- explain. You know, like you're doing commentary on what's going on here. A- explain what we were uh, looking at uh, uh, right here. Oh my gosh! I can't believe you clipped that. Um, <laughs> I'm turning red right now. Um, yeah, so so that's uh, that's that's part of the sports cards part. Uh, it, it's pretty much that's called breaking. Uh, so mm-hmm. pretty much nowadays, this is not like your your childhood sports cards. Nowadays, boxes can cost five hundred thousand, even ten thousand uh, dollars. It's sickening. But uh, but a cheaper way to jump in is is you can get your team. So let's say you like the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, instead of buying the whole box and ripping every single pack yourself and paying the full price you can just buy one team and you get mm-hmm. all the cards for the eagles if, if you're a fan of the eagles uh, or if you want to gamble which is kind of one of the elements to it uh so so i've been I, i've evolved from from being a pure hobbyist into kind of like collecting and ripping uh product and, and opening basketball and football stuff to evolving into breaking because it, it just i saw the business side of it and it's very fun. It gets me out of my element. It's a. Yep. It's actually a very stress reliever for the Amazon mm-hmm. side of business. Uh, in fact, I need it. Like I need an outlet like that. It's a cre- very creative outlet because I have to, uh, first of all, sell and engage an audience, uh, which is completely against my my uh, uh, my personality. Like I'm a super yep. introvert. Yep. Like being yep. on here, you had to rich, you had to twist my arm. But <laughs> yep. But uh, I don't know something about the sports cards. I'm just very comfortable with it. I'm very knowledgeable of it, and I like helping people. Uh, most importantly. Uh, so, so you started as a on the hobby side, like you would go into Facebook groups and like join the breaks a, as a person who would buy like a certain player or a certain team. Is, I, is that would, correct, or did you start immediately on the flip side where like I'm going to make this a business from day one? 
No, no, no. I definitely wasn't the business from day one. I, I was, I was basically gambling, right? I was, I was opening the packs myself and 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 paying in other people's breaks, but it wasn't sustainable. Yeah, uh, I, I knew that entertainment was not a sustainable form of. Yeah, but but but, but it's kind of like, it was like a rush, right? Like like, like it's a rush. Like guys, let, let me tell you yeah. from experience. Like I've been doing this for years too. And it's fun. Like, you know, for those who aren't into sports cards, you know, maybe it's kind of hard to describe what we are talking about here, but it's super fun. But what I like about this is that you took something that was an escape on the side, you know, like a little hobby. And then you're like, wait a minute, I could actually turn this into maybe even a side business where you're still doing your hobby. But now instead of the money just going out and you paying it. It's almost like, you know, maybe you're breaking even now. So you still get that rush and that escape from your Amazon business, but you're almost a turn, able to turn it into a side business because the way it works is, you know, this this is not easy work. First of all, to organize this break, collect payment from like, you know, 20 strangers to, and then later organize the cards into to, to different teams. But, but that's kind of like built into the, built into the price, right? So are you kind of like breaking even uh, on this now, but you're still able to get that rush that you did when you were just a pure hobbyist? Uh, I mean, I, in the beginning, when you first start out, when you don't have any, you don't have a reputation, no one knows you. Yeah, you're, you might be losing money or breaking even. But mm. um, I mean, again, I'm a hum- humble, but it's hard for me to say this. But like, I built quite a following. And you know, I mean, I, I, I snap fill my, or <laughs> I'm using the wrong terminology. I fill my breaks pretty quickly. Uh and usually a lot of people struggle and, and I'm in a, a group that has a hundred thousand people and wow. I'm probably one of the larger ones. And it, the stuff fills because people trust me. My reputation's there. I'm not one of these like shady guys and I know what I'm doing. Um, so reputation is everything in this industry, just mm-hmm. like Amazon uh, as a brand, you know what I mean? What, like one big mistake or, or one, like one shady element will take you down. And this literally is the most sensitive hobby where it will, you will, your name will be tarnished forever. If you, if you mess yeah. up in, in a shady way, yep. yep. Uh, like, like, like you, you, you slip a good card out or something, something like oh, that. Gosh. Now, yeah. now, yeah. how much time a week are you spending on this? This, you know, I guess we can call it side business slash slash hobby. Uh, probably too much time, and, and I think this this is a good good blend of, of the Amazon and, and what we like the business aspect. It it's one of those things where where I struggle with balance and boundaries, right? So so I know I'm sitting on a gold mine. It, with my hobby that turned into something uh now the, the problem is 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 the scaling and hiring of people and hiring talent that goes live um uh, as well as capital to source product and stuff like that so it, it's a very similar business problem to the amazon side but of course i'm more passionate about it and but also it, let, let's let's be honest it's not going to generate the profit that it does on the for the amazon business sure, right so, sure so I have to be realistic and real, real things in. And I'm, I'm do you have employees for this endeavor then as well? I'm look. I'm interviewing right now. Um, okay, but right now, until now, you, you've kind of just done it all on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For, it's been a year over, a little over a year, a year and a but month. Then, but then we're talking, you know, twenty hours a week, ten hours a week, thirty hours a week. How much would you say you're spending on the baseball cards or sports cards? Uh, maybe twenty. Okay. All right. Now, when that happened. Did does that mean that you it was twenty hours less on the Amazon side, or is it a mixture? Since this is it, it, it's kind of not you know like to me when when I do sports card stuff, and, I, and I, I'm very similar to you. I was in the sports card. I'm actually flying to Japan in a few days because I'm setting up at a you know card show to to sell you know so, some of the stuff that 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 I have over here and and over there. So so I, I you know I get it. To me, it's it's work. 
it makes money just like you know you're profitable on this but it's also fun it's also an escape so so di did you decrease your amazon workload by by 20 hours or is it kind of a mixture you maybe only took away 10 hours or something because this is kind of like a hobby as opposed to just business for you i don't think the 20 hours replaced 20 hours of amazon i mean i, mm -hmm. I probably had to it probably I guess the, the balance definitely took away some from the Amazon. And, and of course, my guys are, are solid. And I know they kept things going. But of course, there's some things that fell by the wayside, right? Uh, things yeah. I normally don't miss. And I admittedly, like, this is why I need to balance. This is not the golden goose right now. It can be. Um, but I need to find a way to develop it without hurting the, the main the main golden goose, right? So so that that's I'm, I'm living through it right now and trying to balance that, that, that out. Uh, it's just that I, I can't. I don't want to give it up because it's, it's, it took almost a year to build this up into yeah. this thing. And now, now I know there's another level to climb, but, but I'm not at the stage where I can say, Hey, I'm 100% all in still on that because I can't give up the, the yeah. Amazon side. Of course. So, yep. Wait a minute. Is, isn't it, are you the one who also had a huge eBay account where you're also selling the cards on eBay? Y yeah, that, yeah, it's like, and that's only you, you're the old, you were the one who made all those listings or. No, that was all right. Now, now you're making me give away the secrets here. Um, <laughs> that that account was we used to sell very heavy on eBay. Okay, so we, we sold. This is before like we got heavy into apparel. We were selling electronics and, and okay, okay. Yeah, so, so, so when so you say we, this is like your, your your main you know conglomeration. You know the the same business that you've been doing for 15 years. This wasn't. As a, okay, uh, okay. Now it's starting to, to come into yeah, picture a little bit more. Now, now you gave this, yeah, yeah. It looks like that. It looks like it, like five hundred thousand yeah. sports card sales, but it, it's not. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay. I'm starting to consignment models potentially uh, in the works as well too. But that's a whole another infrastructure. Okay, yeah. So, so, so guys, I mean, the reason why I brought this up wasn't just because I think this is cool that that he does, you know, sports cards like me. You know, there's a few people in the industry like Brandon Young and Mitul Patel and a bunch of people uh, of us are all in like this group where we, we talk about sports cards and stuff like that. But it's it's the fact that, you know, think about what your hobbies are and it, it, you can't apply this to everything. But there's a lot of you out there who might have a hobby. And it's kind of like kind of like the Gary V mentality, actually, where it's like can you actually monetize the hobby where it's not just a complete drain? Like, like if my hobby was, is swimming or something like that, you know, like if I'm, if your hobby was swimming and you're like, I'm going to start swimming for 20 hours a week, it's kind of, it might be hard to monetize that per se, you know, but, but for the rest of you guys out there, actually, you know, I'm, I'm sure I could come up with something like maybe I become a swimming influencer or something, or something, something like a live streamer. I'm sure there's, but, but, but that's my point. Like a lot of it, even if it even if it seems extreme, guys, is there's ways where you can turn some of your side side hobbies or, or things into almost like a side business where you're getting that escape from your day to day Amazon, which is what I've been preaching for the last year, guys. You know, you have to have hobbies and things that take you away from the daily grind. Um, you know, resets your mind and and just puts you in a different space. But at the same time, you got to be careful that if you're just like you know, like one of my hobbies is Korean, Korean dramas. Like I just watch Korean dramas all day. I could, if I, if I, if I had the time, but that there's no monetization for me on that. That means it's literally just taking away time from, from my, my, my Amazon businesses. If I, if I just go deep into it. so you've got to have the balance, but then think about it. Like is part of, of this hobby, you know, is there a way to monetize it where not only would you break even, but now all of a sudden you've got a, another profitable 
business like Eugene has here with, with a sports card. So I, to me, it's fascinating uh, what you've been able to do. But again, you would not have been able to get to the point where you could even do this if you did not build up your team uh, in a good way and, and, and be able to delegate so much of your Amazon uh, business to, to, to your team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think my, my role had, had evolved and this is probably the past uh, couple of years is, is that, that, yeah, you got to let the team do their thing. Right. And my, my role now has become, okay, how do I make sure the team has a secure future? I have to branch out and go outside of the box and do different things. Right. I've, uh, I think there's, there's been other failed attempts at things, uh, uh, whether whether it's an Amazon type of type of business or outside of completely outside, separate from e-commerce uh, type of business. And you know, what I mean, uh, I'm always looking for new ways to generate income, right? And and that's mm-hmm. that's more in general to diversify, which is very important, I think, um, uh, not only within Amazon but even outside of having Amazon as a business and then having I don't know own something else, going to real estate, anything else, right? Sports cards, whatever. Um, and, and and that's another way to protect uh, my family, not not only my like personal life, but like uh, more like I said, the guys here that that they deserve, they're, they're running the day to day. They deserve something to take home uh, at the end of their whatever tenure or 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 yearly bonuses and things like that. So that that's very important to have that okay. uh, opportunity. All right, l- l- let's switch back from from hobby back to uh, business now. How many how many brands overall are you currently running? We only have uh, three brands, right? And it's all under the the same account. We, we have, uh, okay. yeah. So say, say like these three brands are selling on Walmart, you're selling on Amazon, and maybe, you know, have some .com websites or something for them? Yeah, they're not all on the same marketplaces. Uh, some have their own website. Uh, some are multi-platform. Some are just on single platform. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any Anything, like, have you launched any new brands or, or have any new things uh, in the pipeline or that you've done lately? Yeah, we... Uh, Something that, again, this is this is a uh, a situation from one of our employees. Uh, it was it was kind of incubated by them, which which I loved, and hmm. uh, basically uh, a pitch came across my desk w- with one of my employees. I'm like, hey, like, w- what do you want to talk about? And and they had this great idea, the conceptual. Uh, it was uh, and and they they have like a they have like anxiety and ADHDs, which uh, which they struggle with, and they had a, a concept, a product concept that would help with that, and. Uh, the mission statement, the the vision was it, it resonated with me. Uh, obviously, required an investment. Uh, there was a risk there because this was not our lane. This is complete. This is definitely not apparel uh, or electronics that we were used to. This is uh, like basically it's a weighted weighted lap pad, right? But it was it's really made for for kids. The ones on the market just were not were not as good, right? The quality or or, or the way the, the 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 weights are shifting inside and stuff like that. So. So internally, we developed a better way to do it, uh, a better weight system. Uh, we also have ones that are custom. We have like a, a dog as well too. This is this is a dog, and you can fill this with whatever you want, uh, rice or, or glass beads. We have a we have a unicorn. So like that's the new brand that we're we're trying to invest in slowly. We're not trying to uh, sink all our chips in that because that is that can that can really hurt us uh, long term, right? So so we're trying to play that out. That that just launched uh, this year and. It, it wasn't, it's not one of those like products that we're used to where we're used to selling, let's say like five, 10, 20,000 units of it a year. And then, okay, rinse and repeat. This is a definitely a lot smaller niche, but this was a passion project by someone internally that, that I, I committed to these guys. Like, look guys, if you have passion projects, let's, let's discuss it. Let's talk about it. Right. I can't say yes to everything. However, there's certain ones that we can't bring aboard. This is one of them that, that, that passed the initial phase. And now it's all the way through. 
Uh, and this is kind of one of our, our, our first brands that we really made like full effort of full branding, not how we like HD is like a, was like a mix of stuff. And, and while it's getting better now, it's, it's, it's really focused on apparel. It, it, it didn't start that way. This was our first clean brand that was fully uh, immersed into this concept. And we have a, a future plans for sensory types of items for it as well, too. We have workbooks. Uh, we have influencers. It, 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 it's, it's, it's more of a lifestyle brand, um, but it's one of those that is going to be capped. It, I don't think it's going to be ever one of those $20 million a year things. At least I don't think. Mm-hmm. But, but of course, there's, there's future plans. We want to do trade shows and, and uh, potentially get on shelves, Walmart, uh, well, Target probably more, more so. But, uh, um, but that's, yeah, that's one of the exciting things that, that, that we have in the pipeline. It's just, it's just, uh, we gotta be patient and, and, and drive it the right way. Cause you can burn through resources, especially PPC. PPC is, is if you don't do it right, you can really hurt yourselves. And, and we've, we've been in that boat a couple of times already this year. Okay. I, I, very unique. I, I never heard about, um, I mean, I'm sure people, people have it, but I haven't had a guest that, that have said, Hey, we had an internal kind of, you know, where the employees could, could come up with ideas. You know, you, you have employees who, who have been, you know, with you five, 10 years, they know the business, all the ideas for new products doesn't have to come from, you know, the owner, you know, you. So, so that's cool to, to open up uh, ideas and be open that to, to that, you know, who knows how much stuff your, your employees out there might have, uh, might have some ideas about some new products. Okay. TikTok shop is something that I think has, you know, grown exponentially as far as buzz around it. You know, I've, you, we, we've had other Helium 10 elite members like Elizabeth talk about some of their, um, so some of her amazing success in TikTok shop. Uh, are, have you taken any of your brands in TikTok shop? Uh, are you utilizing that or, or just influencers at all in TikTok? Yeah, we, um, we actually just started. Uh, we we're really late to the game. I think, well, I think we're late to the game. Uh, obviously in China, I mean, they have factories that are just going li- like live factories, literally like there's cubicles of people going live, um, which is crazy. And, and the amount of money that brings in is, is, is disgusting. So uh, we, we finally made the leap and uh, using our HD clothing brand to jump onto TikTok uh, shop or TikTok live and, and TikTok shop. That's how it evolved. So, uh, so the minute that opened to us, we didn't get invited to the first round of it during the beta. Uh, but as soon as it opened up to us, we, we gave it a try. We put some listings up and right away we got some sales, which is cool. And when we stocked out on TikTok shop, the sales went to our website as well too. So, so we got double win. We got bonus sales on our website, which we never really get like our website just to have a website, to be honest with you, we don't focus on it, but we got sales there and TikTok shop. And then when we went, when we, uh, did more TikTok lives, we connected with more, more creators and, uh, that went viral as well too on, on, on a couple of posts and we sold out a lot of our stuff. Now, the, the bad part is we were not prepared at all for the inventory. Like we're prepared for inventory for Walmart, Amazon, yeah. and that's really it. Right. And, uh, the, and then now with TikTok in the mix, those sales are very unpredictable. We can't say that, hey, just because that that influencer posted that content that it's going to sell 100 dresses in two days. We don't know that. So like, I don't even know how the heck to order for that. So it's a problem we're trying to figure out right now um, without like blowing the budget on on overordering inventory for a chance. So uh, we're usually pretty tight with inventory. We don't like taking too many chances, especially with apparel. Apparel, you get stuck with it, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Um, so, so it's a good and bad problem to have. Um, so, so we're also just like peace pets where we're not taking a, a gung ho approach where we're just going to throw everything at it. Uh, we just got to take our time and, and, and learn some of the, the growing pains. And of course, TikTok shop has growing pains 
uh, I'm not an expert at it, but like I've heard enough horror stories um, that there's a lot of, uh, I think, internal things that, that are not, uh, it's just like when I say Walmart or Amazon when they first started, there's a lot of things that, that don't go right, right, for, for both the seller and the buyer. Uh, things can be abused and manipulated. So, uh, so there's a lot of that stuff that, that, that happens still, but, um, but it's definitely going to be the future for sure. And, and I, I'm investing in that more and more each day. Uh, obviously, I think all brands should go on there. Um, clothing, I think, is actually a very easier thing because we just have a model that, that talks about it and, and wears it and, and, and walks around in it right, and demonstrates it. That's pretty easy. All right. So I'm here looking at your TikTok um, channel here. Shop HDE. I see you've got a few a few videos here. Let me just you know pull up one, enhance performance and style. Okay, so so I see here there's a a shop button. I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna hit this shop button. And let's see where it takes me to. Ah, okay. So it just takes me like I can just instantly add it to the cart and then have this. <laughs> this kind of weird looking uh leopard skin uh shorts here shipped to me that's that easy as that okay this is like my first time looking at at tiktok shop and then i can actually go click here directly to your shop and i can see all of your products i'm assuming okay and i can see best sellers looks like your tennis uh outfit is the the top sellers here actually it's all women's yeah. clothes like your your men's that just shows you that that I guess more women are using TikTok shop, TikTok shop perhaps because none of your men's uh, products are are on this bestseller list here. That's interesting. Um, yeah, men don't like to shop on TikTok apparently. We, we we found that out early on. Interesting. Okay, so now all of this, you know, this is your channel here. These these aren't your employees. Like are like are these influencers here who um have. Have done all the? Are these like what, what do you call? It? Is this UGC or are some of these your actual employees or people you have hired to do videos? What are we looking at here? Uh, it's a mix of. I mean, we one should be uh, one of our employees. Uh, it's a mix of influencers as well as our our uh, our models in China uh, that make some of the videos and, and photos for us. So it's a it's a collaboration. Now, now here I just happen to see this. 8,000 views. Like, is this a, a, a video that you boosted somehow or just randomly it went kind of maybe mini viral or something, this particular one right here, 8,000 views. That's pretty, that's pretty good for this. Maybe that's why this is one of the top sellers. I know I didn't think it was that one, but we had a, an influencer that blew, blew a couple up and uh, their, their audience just went crazy and they they stocked us out. Um, We had to cancel orders and everything like that. So that was a mess, but, but yeah, a couple of videos went viral from the, from the, the creators, which is kind of like, that's for us. That's what, that was one of the secrets. We, we don't need to create everything on our own and we don't have the expertise or the, the skill set to necessarily create every single one on our own. So we might as well leverage that, give up some of the commission and um, yeah. And utilize their, their following their audience to make our stuff go viral. And then, uh, like I said, the inventory is, I don't know how to solve that fully yet. Uh, maybe some other gurus out there know how to, but uh, without spending both loads of money on over ordering inventory, I'd, we're trying to figure that out. So that keeps me up at night. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So like what, what kind of numbers are you doing overall, like monthly or, or weekly on TikTok? End of June is when we started uh, on getting onto the TikTok shop. Uh, and then I think July was our first month of full month of sales. I think it equated to probably like, uh, like 300 some orders, I think, which oh, wow. is not for us. That's not a lot, but from a new yeah. platform like that, we were excited and, we again, we love creating nothing from something, sure. right? and, and that was 
that that was one of the things and and yeah so we want to keep it keep it going we want to invest hard into it and that was uh, i don't say our, our person didn't try but that was like that was like such early stage and we're able to to, to get traction like that and, and in the beginning before. you actually don't even get big commissions right from TikTok. don't they give it to you free commission or something like that do you know I know there's a lot of perks mm-hmm. that TikTok gave to onboard you and, and they'll, they'll reimburse you on shipping. They'll give sellers like a 30% off coupon that we don't take the hit on. They TikTok, TikTok takes the hit on it. So there's a lot of those yeah. special deals yeah. behind the scenes. Okay. Well, th- 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 this is cool guys. You know, like, like some, like he just said, you know, they just got on there here a couple months ago and are already doing like, you know, over 10 orders a day. Um, less fees uh, than Amazon, but, but, uh, you know, we, we talked about this on the weekly buzz recently, guys, that TikTok is trying to move to send everybody instead of allowing potentially, this this is just a rumor for, for right now, but you know, TikTok, people have been saying that TikTok is going to like stop allowing influencers maybe to, to send links to Amazon. They want people just buying on the TikTok platform. So if you haven't got set up with TikTok shop, this might be something to be, to, 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 to look into. Um, and then get, get to some kind of cadence here. Like, like obviously, you know, Eugene's team here is, is posting on a regular basis. And, and we saw just one random video got, you know, six, I see one with 6,000 views here. Here's another one with, with 8,000. So it can, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, people pick up on this and, and that can definitely boost your, your sales. And, and for at least the, the time being, even if TikTok shop is out of stock, like he said, what people are going to do is they're going to go look for his website or maybe go look for his Amazon uh, store and and fi- and find the product. So so there's residual benefits, not just the the traffic that TikTok shop brings, but it's also going to boost your .dot com sales and your your Amazon sales. Pretty cool. Um, one thing you mentioned before was that you you know having your own warehouse and and having a big business, you you've got your own internal systems in place, but you were making like some big systems changeover or something uh, at your company. Yeah, we're we're in the middle of. I mean, long story short is we, we had to, we had some personnel changes, uh, more from the, like the developer side, which is like, we, we have, we've had our internal like systems that run our, our warehouse management systems, our, uh, our data harvesting, our, uh, like just customized data that we pull down from Amazon API and, and manipulate into usable chunks that, that help us, uh, internally as, as a team. So, so I've, I've kind of, in a way, lost a big chunk of that uh, as far as like being, have that flexibility to be able to kind of create wherever you want on the fly. Uh, I still have it, but it, it, it's not as workable and um, or more so the employee is not as, as available. So, so it's one of those things I hadn't planned for very well uh, over the course of, of building the businesses is, is just kind of not rely on, on that system so much. And we've been trying to break away slowly, but I think it's one of those things you get lost in the comfort and, and that was, that's a major mistake. And I, I, that's yeah. That's definitely one of the teaching tools that, that I would tell anybody is is like, um, yeah, don't 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 pigeonhole yourself and, and get locked into a situation like that. Um, uh, really, it's like, it, there's other there's enough services right now compared to when we started that deal with forecasting, inventory, uh, data management, data harvesting that can uh, that maybe the basic Amazon report is not enough for people. Like I know it's not enough for us. It, it's it's too basic and. It's uh, it takes too time consuming to drill down to what we really need it for. So we need to have scripts that run behind the scenes that pull down big data sets to formulate into this this grouping or these triggers for us for the different departments that focus on the specialties to make them hey I know this happened 
So I got to look at this and do this right without mm-hmm. that. It, it, it can get messy and you're going to miss a lot of things. Yeah. So, so we're in a process of trying to find how to blend these worlds together now where all right, we can't go fully customized. We can do a little customization, but who are we going to partner with? Who are we going to, I guess, park our business with to be able to kind of fill a lot of those gaps. And then the ones that we can't fill, uh, we'll need to figure out how to restructure that process internally and, and find out how we make do without, without having that. So, so it's a little, little bit of a turmoil for that. Um, uh, it, it just definitely, you can still get it done raw with like raw data and, and spreadsheets. But at, at this stage, uh, maybe if you have like selling fried products, you can do that. But our clothing is, we have so many SKUs, so many new, new uh, styles that come in new PCs because of clothing. It, it's almost impossible to manage. So, um, so we need systems and, and, and efficient data systems to be able to run the business properly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I was like, man, apparel is like crazy. It's like one, you have one item, but it could have, you know, 25 variations. If it has like five yeah. colors and five sizes, you know, each it's, it'd be a nightmare to, to try and manage. All right. Well, just like with your first episode, you know, we always close these with asking for your, your, your 30 second or 60 second tip. What kind of strategy do you have for our listeners today? You get the right people in the right seats and you get the hell out of their way. I think as simple as that. We, we used to micromanage. We used to try to lay this corporate structure down and and that was just suffocating and uh, it, it just didn't work, right? Like like we're, we thought we were from running from our business classes. Oh, this is how you run a business. No, like it, 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 you can't, you, you can do it that way, but but employee satisfaction, I think it can, it can be really bad. So we we really just kind of give them the tools that they need, give the training that they need. Uh, some Sometimes there's not a lot of training that we have to pay for training to get them to, the, to that level uh, to build those core competencies. And then from there, just get out of their way. They'll need you. They'll, they'll reach out to you when 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 they need you, um, because if you step in like right now, if I step into every decision, like oh, I don't like that color, I don't like that pattern, I don't like that dress. Well, they did the data. They have multiple people that did the research data behind the scenes already to validate that. Hey, we make decisions based on data. That was a data driven decision. It wasn't like oh, I like that that purple color. It looks cool, right? That that doesn't go anywhere, right? So. So I try not to step in anything. Now, I, I, I do step in for any legal copyright things. I mean, that's where my eye is trained. Like, hey, I think we're violating. That looks too close to that type of uh, situation. Let's stay away from that. Like, that's where I step in. But other than that, they got to have that creative freedom. Um, and, and of course, there's going to be certain levels of spend where, where I, I do need to step in. But like, other than that, like, it's not let, let them roam free, but, but you got to let them run and exercise their creative freedom. Or mm-hmm. if, they, if they're not very creative people, and there, there are certain ticks that that uh, that drive them. I mean, you focus on that. Allow them to do those things, and it, it's definitely a form of respect at that point, right? Of course, you got to develop that trust. It's not like day one you hire someone in their seat and oh, do whatever you want. Right? It's not like that. It, it's over time you do that. But but that that's kind of like the biggest things I've learned is is just get out of their way because you're going to slow them down if you try to baby them or, or micromanage them too much. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. I think it's pretty simple. Okay. All right, Eugene, thanks for coming on here again. We really appreciate the knowledge and a little, little bit different. I wanted to do a little bit different podcast uh, today with a little bit different vibe. And so, you you, you know, you bring a unique uh, unique uh, viewpoint to things. If you guys want to know more about what, what Eugene and I, and I are into, all these baseball card stuff, you can check. Uh, what, what's your Instagram for, for the uh, the baseball card stuff? <laughs> it's uh, at huge rips, like my first name, E-U-G-E, rips, R-I-P-S. 
All right, so take a look. Maybe we'll we'll add some more uh, Amazon sellers to to this sports card uh, phenomenon. So Eugene, look forward to look uh, seeing you maybe at one of these uh, conferences uh, coming up, and wish you the best success. Likewise, thank you, Bradley.